Hi, and welcome to the 91 Day Success Podcast. I am absolutely tickled today to have Joss Morano with me. He is from a company called Leadbook, and he's going to tell us today about how we can use tools to automate a lot of our Facebook prospecting, as well as he's going to share his story and kind of how he got started and, and where he sees the future going when it comes to online prospecting and all that. So, Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. Very grateful for you taking the time to do that. For those that may not be familiar with you or Leadbook, can you give us kind of the elevator pitch, the 30-second overview of who you are and, and what you guys do? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um, Leadbook is a pretty simple Chrome extension that I launched. And it's essentially just something that sends out Facebook DMs on autopilot. It does a few things besides that, but the, the bulk of it is that it just automates your DMs. And yeah, I'm the founder of it. Um, in the beginning, a long time ago, when I got into Facebook organic, I was just basically sending out Facebook DMs manually, which is totally fine. You know, it, as long as you're sending DMs in general, I think you're doing, uh, you're doing something that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, Leadbook is something just super simple, sends out, DMs, it does a few other things too, but that's the bulk of it. Talk to me a little bit and, and tell the audience a little bit about how did you get into that as a as a business? And you know, was it just getting frustrated at sending the the manual ones and you're like, there's gotta be a better way? Or what caused you, Joss, to say, hey, there, there's this is something and boy, not only me, but I think there's a bunch of business people that would like this as well. Yeah, the story of even getting into Facebook in general started probably about a year ago, maybe a little bit less than a year even. Um, I was at the time making most of my money through doing marketing for crypto projects. And the market just tanked and everything just went went downhill basically. And I, I was kind of panicking. And I was, I was just trying to sort of scramble and find a new offer to sell. And eventually I decided to sell a B2B data package. And, you know, I tried cold email, I tried cold SMS, even stuff like that. And I'd seen some success, but nothing crazy. Cold email specifically was also kind of dying out at the time, or at least just slowly becoming less effective. And I just, I was just kind of panicking. I was like, okay, what should I do here? And just as a completely random test, I had this Facebook account, which I basically never used. And I'd maybe posted once in my entire life on it. And I was just like, well, I'm going to try and send out like as many DMs as I can for today. And I went to a random Facebook group, I don't remember which one it was, and I just sent out like 80 DMs, and I got my account restricted for 24 hours. So I was like, okay, let's see what happens. The next day, I, I woke up, and I had something like five, six leads out of 80 messages sent, and I had one of those leads actually converted into a sale. So I was like, okay, there's definitely something here. And slowly over time, in the beginning, I was just sending out DMs manually. I was sending a message, waiting five minutes, sending another message, waiting five to nine minutes. And it was okay, you know, you can definitely have success with that. But as soon as I realized how good Facebook DMs were, I realized I had to scale with multiple accounts. And that's where Leadbook came into play and I kind of developed this like proxy strategy where you have this multi-login tool and you can basically send out, the, the max that you can kind of send per Facebook account is about 50 DMs. So what I'm doing right now is I have about 20 Facebook accounts and they're each sending about 50 DMs every single day. And yeah. It's about a thousand per day. That was actually one of the questions I had, which is how do you, you know, I, I think we've all been there. We, we send too many messages. We invite too many people to a group. Um, I know I run a, I run a rather large group of almost 4,000 people talking about AI prompts and, you mm. know, every day Facebook's 
giving me pop-ups. Invite more people to the group. And just the other day, I invited 12 people, apparently too fast, and they stopped me for an entire week from being able to invite anybody else. And I'm like, but you prompted me to do it. And I invited a total of 12 people. How how do you get around that? And how do you help the, your clients in particular? You know, let's say hypothetically, I, I want to do this. How do you help me be able to to do that without getting my my main account banned and constantly and and turned off? Yeah, so there's like a million nuances. That's the, the kind of tricky thing about Facebook. And especially with LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is a little bit stricter, at least in some ways. Um, but there's like a million nuances that you're going to learn over time. I have a bunch of videos that I just send to people who have Leadbook for free if they ask. Um, but essentially, there's just you have you kind of have to experience it and you know learn from the people who have done it before because there's stuff like, for example, if you join too many groups with a brand new account or even like an aged account that's been you know maybe two years old. If you join too many groups in one day, you can get your account restricted. Obviously, if you send too many DMs, you can get your account restricted. You can even, um, for example, if you message people within a group that don't have mutual friends and you do that consistently, that can get your account restricted. There's just a million things, and you just got to learn it slowly over time. And it's not really something – you can definitely teach people the nuances so that they can avoid it, but a lot of the stuff is just trying it out and practicing it. That makes a lot of sense. Now, as, as a subscriber to Leadbook, does Leadbook help me in that process? Does it help manage any of that? Or where does that, how much of that is still on me as a user? And how much of that does Leadbook help with? A good portion of it is still on you. So the things you can decide on Leadbook, again, it's a super simple code extension. It doesn't do anything crazy. But the thing that you can decide, for example, is just the amount of DMs that you're sending for that day. And in theory, you could go as high as you want with that. But I do when I do the training for Leadbook that after you purchase it, I do give a warm up schedule because you do actually have to warm up your sending. But also the more important part than that, or equally as important, I'd say, is waiting five to nine minutes between each message. So you can select a timer, an interval between each message that's sent. Um, but you could, in theory, also do 30 seconds. I just don't recommend it, generally speaking. If you're going to be sending consistently and trying to send as much as possible, you want to do at least five minutes, ideally like nine minutes between each message. Okay, so that's a really great feature because obviously I've done plenty of cold outreach on social media myself. And I know one of the things is, you know, I send three to five messages and then I wait a half hour and then I send three to five more and I wait a half hour. And that's not very efficient because obviously things happen, you know, my ADD kicks in, uh, my, my phone rings, whatever. And so I don't end up getting that many in the course of a day. Tell me a little about Leadbook then. So one of the things that it does is I can, I shouldn't say this if I correct, can it go to like a Facebook group and can I say, all right, I want to send out one DM every 10 minutes to somebody in the group. Here's what I want the message. And can I just kind of set it and forget it at that point? And will it take care of that at that point? Or talk to me a little bit more about Leadbook. And, and again, as an extension, how does that, not in the nitty gritty, but how does that help me as a salesperson, as an entrepreneur, connect with more people? Hmm. So yeah, number one, you can go into any group. And you could, in theory, message people who have liked a certain post or commented on a certain post, or you could do new members to a group. But generally speaking, if you're going to consistently do this every single day and you're trying to send as many as possible, uh, generally, I recommend you do members with things in common. And there's a little bit of a nuance even here where if you purchase a, a fake account, for example, which is kind of what I recommend if you're scaling to like 20 accounts, 
the issue is, is you're not going to have that many friends in the beginning, so you need to add the admins and stuff like that. But as soon as the members with things in common section appears, after you have enough mutual friendships with people, um, I recommend messaging those people more than anything. And besides that, yeah, I mean, it's just about, I think in general, if, if you're able to message tons of people, you're also adding them as a friend. You're slowly growing your network on Facebook. Um, my experience, and this is slowly going down, so Facebook is slowly becoming more saturated, but it's still a really good thing to do. But in my experience, with a, a decent offer, or I would say actually a slightly above average offer, every 50 DMs that I send, 30 to 50 DMs, I get a positive lead. Not necessarily a meeting book, but somebody expressing interest. And then again, with a slightly above average offer, every 80 to 100 messages turns into a book meeting for me. This is just what I'm experiencing now. Back in the day, maybe six to eight months ago, I was getting even better results than that. But slowly, every single you know marketing channel is slowly going to die down and get more saturated. But you can still get significantly better results than, let's say, cold email. The only difference between cold e the only thing that makes cold email a little bit better is you can scale it a lot more easily. It's a little bit more of a hassle to do it with Leadbook. With Leadbook, uh, to answer your question from earlier, it's not like some of the LinkedIn automation tools where it's in the cloud and you can just close your laptop, you can close your um, your the tab, the LinkedIn tab or the yep. window. You unfortunately have to leave it open and then start the Chrome extension and then put it into another desktop. So the way that it works, the reason it's never going to get banned by Facebook is because it, it works in a pretty human manner. So it'll literally open the new tab, copy and paste the message into there, and it looks super, super human, but the downside is you can't close the tab. You can't, you can't turn your computer off or anything like that. Well, again, the, the, the good news here from what I'm hearing, though, is that you figured out a lot of these details and that extension's taking care of a lot of that. So as long as I'm following the basic quote-unquote rules, this can really help me update and, and amplify what I'm doing for a cold outreach perspective and reach more people. Um, that that sounds like you know a great tool. I love what you're saying about offer, though. I, I agree with what you're saying, and I think all platforms are really becoming more and more saturated. So I think it's more important than ever that our offers are better, that our offers are more applicable. Mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the things I really liked about, again, your product and, and lead book was the ability, to, again, to go into groups because that allows targeting of more like-minded individuals than if I'm just trying to go out on Facebook and say, okay, I want every digital marketing agency owner uh, because there's all kinds of those people that may say they are in that field or doing that, that really aren't going to be qualified. But if I can find a group of those people, you know, very likely I can then reach out to that group and do a good job, you know, in that manner. So that makes a, a ton of sense. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thing about LinkedIn, the thing that makes LinkedIn slightly better, at least in this particular regard, is obviously with LinkedIn, you can do sales navigator targeting and stuff like that. The downside of Facebook is the targeting isn't great unless you can just find a group that's really, really solid, which you definitely can. There's plenty of groups that just have your perfect, you know, ideal customers in it. But then if you have a little bit more niche offers, like maybe HVAC repair or something just really random, it can be a little bit harder to find those groups. And if you can't find those groups, it becomes a little bit trickier. Um, but as long as you can find groups and, you know, your offer is broad enough, um, you can get some pretty good results. A little more to the offer is like sending DMs isn't necessarily thing, any, anything revolutionary. It's nothing too crazy. The most important part, obviously, is just having a, a decent offer. And if your offer isn't super decent, generally speaking, I recommend to people that they add some sort of guarantee at the end of it. So if their offer is a little more saturated, 
there's a million other people doing it. I recommend people add at the end of the at, at the end of the DM that they send people something like, you know, if you if you don't get results with this, I'll give you your money back. Some people even go a little bit crazy and they say, if you don't, if I don't book you ten meetings this week, I'll send you a thousand dollars of my own money. Stuff like that. If your offer is more saturated, but ideally you want to just have an offer that's super unique and that no one else really has. Great advice overall. And again, I think that makes sense across the board, no matter who you're talking to. Um, does Leadbook just work with Facebook or does it work with other platforms as, as well, Joss? Uh, Leadbook itself only works for Facebook. However, I do have an Instagram DM bot. It died recently. There were some issues because the downside of these these sort of Chrome extensions that plug into other people's social medias is it's kind of at the mercy of the API updates. So Instagram updated their API, and then the Instagram bot died. But two days ago, my developer messaged me and he was like, hey, Instagram bot's working again. So there is also an Instagram one. You can find that. The website is technically down because it only just started working two days ago. But you can find it by looking up leadgram.app as opposed to leadbook.app. Oh, I love it. That's that's really cool. Okay, fantastic. What are some other best practices, Joss, that you recommend? So, you know, I know a lot of our listeners, they themselves may not be doing a lot of cold outreach. They've got marketing teams that are doing it and things like that. What are some of the, the key bits of advice that you would give people as they're looking at doing cold outreach on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram that, you know, assuming they're new to this and they're getting started, what are some of the things they should make sure they're they're doing as part of that? You know, I can think obviously the number of messages you send and things like that. But what are some other tips that you could share with our audience? The biggest thing that I always say with the message template that people are sending, and this applies not only to cold email or LinkedIn or Facebook, it just applies to pretty much anything when you're doing just any sort of marketing, is you want to make your DM template as as short as humanly possible. That's the most important part. As casual as humanly possible and ideally as enticing as humanly possible. So the shortness thing, you know, I was I literally have received thousands of messages that are five, ten sentences long. And I've probably read maybe one or two out of a thousand in full. If I receive a big wall of text on Facebook, I almost never read it unless there's something really enticing in the first couple of sentences. But generally speaking, you want to make your offer or your message template as short as humanly possible. And then when it comes to as casual as humanly possible, you know, back in the day, people used to send really professional marketing messages, and that kind of is what got the results. But now, because it's so saturated to send overly professional, you know, overly corporate language messages, the thing that kind of works now is the opposite, which is by being super casual. Yeah. Just saying things like what's up or even yo sometimes if it's appropriate, or just hey, just really casual. And I also make the message, I make everything lowercase. This is a, a tip that Carson Fox, a YouTuber, talks about. He makes everything in his sentence lowercase, and he even sometimes adds typos to his message, which I've never done before, but that's kind of a good thing, just to come across as if you typed it up on your phone. I like it. That's a that's a great idea, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Your, your tip about being casual, I think, also really resonates, at least with me. I know just this morning I was talking to a client of mine. Uh, I work with a lot of other agencies, and he was talking about how uh, as an agency, they've just updated their Facebook ads and he's had the best performance on his ads that he started running a week ago. And I said, what'd you change? And he goes, last month or last week, he said, my my wife and I, and in, in this case, him, his wife and he went to the Minnesota State Fair 
And while they were there, they bought some massive pork chop at one place to be able to, to as, a, as a meal. And there's a picture of both he and his wife taking this big bite out of this massive steak or pork chop or whatever it was. And he goes, it's, it's greasy and it's messy. And he goes, that's literally the picture that I posted on my Facebook ad. And he goes, our lead cost has dropped in half just by using that instead of using some professional photo or anything else. And it's, mm. I've heard that more than once about, you know, doing that, even, even for our agency, I think the best photo that we ever ran was a picture of our customer service manager holding his two-year-old son in front of Wrigley field, you know, it has yeah. very little to do with what we do, but that picture got their attention. Like you said, a very short message, basically it's that hook to get them engaged, but it, can't sound like a traditional hook. You know, we can't just write the way Dan Kennedy used to write, although I love Dan Kennedy. We can't necessarily write that way and expect people to respond. That's actually another yeah. question I wanted to ask you. So, you know, I get probably like you, uh, dozens at least of messages every day of people that are connecting with me. And then they, the moment I accept their friend request, I get a, you know, and you know, it's automated because I get a, a message back right away trying to sell me something. Um, Obviously, that doesn't work very well, and I, the lead numbers have to be very, very low. But what happens after that first inquiry? So if I'm messaging those people through, you know, uh, through lead book and they respond back, does that come to me and do I get a chance to respond at that point in time? Or does that, how does that work and how do I manage it if I've got multiple accounts? How do I keep track of all those messages at that point? Yeah, so I mean, everything's just in your messenger box. The tool is basically just sending out messages. There are some things similar to what you just said, where if somebody accepts your friend request or declines it, you send them a message, that kind of thing. I don't really use those personally. A lot of people do. Um, but I just do the simple messaging people within a group, and it shows up in my inbox. Now, if you do have 20 accounts and you're sending 1,000 DMs per day, um, basically what you you the strategy includes something called hide my account. And it's this multi-login tool where you can basically add proxies, which are kind of like VPNs so that when you have one, one account, it's in one location, you have another account, it's in another location. So that just so that it's, it, Facebook isn't, doesn't get onto you about being, having 20 accounts on the same laptop. It's kind of to get around that aspect of it. But when it comes to just applying and dealing with all the leads that are incoming, Number one, I put everything into separate desktops. So I'll literally have 10 different desktops which, with two different profiles on each desktop. And I just swipe between them and I reply to messages. When it comes to replying to people who are interested, normally, you know, with a pretty decent offer, you can expect, or I would say above average offer, three to 5% um, yeah, positive reply rate. And so every other person that replies saying they're not interested, I just don't reply to them or maybe I'll say something very brief but when it comes to the positive replies you know three to five percent of one thousand per day if i'm not mistaken that would be 30 30 to 50 yeah, it'd be 30 to 50 responses that's still yeah. enough to keep you very busy it's enough to keep you busy yeah but you can hire a va if you really want to the only thing i i the only reason i don't recommend that to everyone is because you have to be really picky about the va that you choose in terms of replying to people only because most of the time on facebook i don't know why this is but even if someone's interested, they're still pretty like hesitant about being sold on something. So there's like a certain energy that you have to carry and a certain language that you have to carry to kind of maybe deflect that a little bit and kind of just, there's a way of kind of talking to people that maybe a VA wouldn't be good at unless you explicitly train them. But a lot of it's just kind of intuition and trying to, you know, 
deal with the person's energy and match it or you know deflect it or anything like that so if you can find a va that's really good with just sales and talking to people then yeah you can probably hire them to reply to 50-ish messages a day very cool i know if i remember right and, and correct me if i'm wrong joss i when i was looking at the website i think you also have a, a package to help people build their groups out did i see that right or did i misunderstand that is that the Oh, I don't. I don't believe so. Okay, no. that's that's what I get for looking at it a couple of days ago and not revisiting it before we get on. No I appreciate that. Well, if people are interested in learning more about your tool, Joss, and and figuring out how to do that, I know you mentioned they can go to leadbook.com. I believe was the URL you said, but uh, is uh, it's a leadbook app. app. Thank you. Thank you. We'll put that link up here in the podcast if you're interested in that. Um, once they get there, uh, I know a lot of our people are going to be listening maybe while they're driving, maybe not watching the video. Um, what's how, how simple is it for them to sign up and get the extension and, and subscribe to that? It's pretty simple to sign up. It's even simpler really to get set up. It comes with a training video. It shows you a little bit as to how to set it up. And um, I, I am releasing a free course for Leadbook users pretty soon. As of right now, it is technically filmed, but I haven't launched it yet. I basically, I receive a ton of, you know, support messages every day asking me about not necessarily things going wrong with Leadbook, although there's some of that, but more so just people saying, you know, how do I, how do I approach Facebook organic? What tips do you have? So I just send them videos. So if you have any, any questions about Facebook organic in general and how to generate leads on Facebook, my email is at the bottom of leadbook.app. I was going to say one of the things I was really impressed with is how accessible you were. I noticed that whether it be your LinkedIn profile, whether it be on the website, uh, you, you're, all your information's right there. And I, I commend you for that. There's so many developers that hide behind things and it's like there's no way to get in touch with them if there's a problem. So I think that's just absolutely awesome that you guys do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of my job nowadays is just replying to messages, Facebook DMs, WhatsApp. It's, uh, but I don't mind it. You know, it's not a bad lifestyle. No, it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. So um, one of the things I love to do, as as you and I talked prior, the name of the podcast is the 91 Day Success Podcast. Mm. And we we took this as inspiration from a book that Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels wrote called 30 Days. And he had interviewed a lot of his top ClickFunnels users and said, hey, if you had to start over and you had 30 days, what would you do? And I thought that was okay, but candidly, 30 days is not very long. And so mm -hmm. I said, let's make it three months. And, and it just happens that's 91 days when you calculate it out. So tell me, Josh, from your perspective, if, if you had to start over or you just wanted to start a brand new business and you had $1,000 to do that, don't worry about your living expenses. Those are covered. But what would you do in the first 91 days, the first three months to build a business that, that might be capable of generating, say, 10 grand a month by the end of that third month? Well, firstly, I actually think about the same thing all the time, which is that if you really, the point where you actually start getting results with any new habit or anything like that is about 90 days. You know, 30 days is good enough to kind of get, get into the habit, but 90 days is, anytime I want to have some sort of big life-changing event, or some sort of just drastic growth in my life, I always set a goal of 90 days. So I actually agree that's actually perfect. Um, but the situation I was in back in the day when the crypto markets just crashed, I basically, I was broke. I'd spent my money, I'd been done with money and I was more or less at zero. And I was like, okay, what should I do? And so I just started sending those Facebook DMs. I sent out like 80 and I realized that it was um, a great channel in terms of marketing. 
Now, the thing that's like a little bit harder is just finding a good offer. So as long as you can find a good offer, the only thing I'd recommend is find a good offer, perfect it. It doesn't even have to be perfect in the beginning. You just It's better to start than to perfect it. But have a pretty decent offer that's not too saturated, and then just start sending as many DMs as possible. And slowly tweak over time. So if a message template, if, if one message template is getting better results than another one, double down on that, obviously. But um, just send as many DMs as possible. At a certain point, you know, I, I, at that time when I'd lost all my money and the crypto markets just crashed, I was like, I wouldn't have imagined that now the majority of my job, like I said, is just replying to messages all day on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can very easily, if you're launching a SaaS company or any offer really, a marketing agency, you can very easily turn, you know, hanging out on Facebook into your full, full-time job that can easily make 10 grand a month. I think in the first month that I launched this B2B data offer, I did something like three grand, which isn't anything crazy, but it's enough to survive. And it's definitely, it's a, it's, it's cool to be able to sit around on Facebook all day and make three grand a month. But then the next month it turned to like six grand and it slowly went up where within four or five months it was at 10 grand a month and it just kept going from there. So it definitely is possible to quit your nine to five and just have a full-time job of hanging out on Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. Well, fantastic advice. I really appreciate that. I think that's a, it's a, it's great to hear that perspective. So often, you know, we, we don't hear that about how we can leverage those online tools and that, um, question for you as you look forward in the future, what do you see the future looking like for Leadbook and Instabook, or uh, I say Leadgram uh, mm -hmm. and, and the other apps that you've got? What's the future hold? Um, the thing is I'm developing a, the two other things that I'm doing is I work with, Leadbook is kind of just like a side gig, to be honest. I do, it does take up a lot of my time, um, but I'm working on another SaaS and, there's some other stuff that I do, but Leadbook is kind of a side thing. I kind of want to grow to a certain amount and maybe exit a company, but I'm very loosey-goosey about stuff. I don't necessarily have a, a fixed plan with it. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, I really want to, again, thank you, Joss, for joining us today. You've shared some great information. If you're looking at ways to prospect online and, and automate some of that, take a look at leadbook.app. It's it's intriguing. It's It's got a lot of potential. And again, it's it's very rare that we can find a developer like Joss to sit down with us and explain how that works. And I want to just give him huge kudos for being willing to share his expertise, share more about what's going on with that. And just even some tips on how to get started and how to do that cold outreach. It's never fun, but it so apps like Leadbook make that a lot simpler and a lot easier. So with that, I want to thank everybody that stuck with us on the podcast today. We appreciate you guys joining us. We love your feedback and please make it a great day. Thanks, everybody.